Crew Pros, your single source for high-quality, affordable home services. If you are remodeling, repairing, or replacing, Crew Pros are the professionals that can do the job no matter the size. If you are thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bath, needing a new HVAC system, plumbing repairs, flooring, or a complete roof replacement, call Crew Pros. Crew Pros, proud sponsor of the Grizz 901 podcast. Memphis, 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 and I'm thankful for this this guy who tweeted and said I don't have that fire in my eye no more. That game right there was for him. That's what I do. I fool people wrong each and every night, and that's for him right there. Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What's up, Grizz Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901, where we are presented by Zach Jaworski State Farm where they treat you like family. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and the other guy, we got the other co-host here tonight. What's up, Nate? Back from the dead, baby. What's going on? Back from the dead. And yes, Z is back. Yes, he is. Man. That's perfect timing. We, we have so much to talk about, right? So much to talk about tonight. Coming off of two... I won't say blowouts, right? Because that wasn't a blowout. It did cover. If so, if you were on last night and you hammered the number with us and you hit the total, which I did both, we cashed. We went three and one on Grizzly Player Watch. Man, what a night. Pockets are feeling full, feeling good. I got some new video. You want to do it? Should we do it? All right, let's go ahead and try this thing out. It might just be terrible. Hey, <laughs> shout out, Corey. Car- hey, look, look. This is the love we need on the show. This is the love. I got to stay away from it. I'm stuck on prize picks, which prize picks, great for Utah. Utah, bad for my addiction. So <laughs> I need to get back to FanDuel, man. I was raking it in while I was back in Tennessee. It was up 500 in like six days. I need that again. All right, well, you can come back and visit your family anytime you want. But uh, we're going to go ahead and talk through this game a little bit. We have some highlights to show you. So as we're talking about the game, uh, give you a chance to look at, you know, some of the things that happened during the game. So if you are on the podcast, feel free to stop by YouTube and check it out when you have time. Uh, but this is just a highlight reel. It's just going to keep on going. Uh, and so what we will do is break down a little bit of the game, give our kind of two, two things about the game. Uh, but it'll give you something else to watch besides um, our big melons because no, li- nobody's pulling up for us, right? Nobody's pulling up. But it gives us a chance to kind of go back. So if you have something, Nate, this is uh, me and you have not actually done this together yet. If you have something you want to see, I will by all means push the rewind button. So let's go ahead and get into uh, this right quick. And it is going to be our new segment called Two Things. So give me your two things about this game that you saw. Go ahead. Well, one, let's just be real. You're more excited than anything to be using your new toy you found. Let's just I'm keep trying. it. Let's just keep it a buck. You just want to use your new toy, which I don't blame you. It's actually working way better. I thought this would be a disaster. So congratulations to Daniel. But it is pretty cool to be able to watch these highlights while we go. Um, two things. Number one, I don't know. How dare you specifically doubt Zaire ever, right? I don't know what you were thinking saying Roddy should get minutes over him. That was... <laughs> Terrible on your part, <laughs> but no, um, truly the return is Zaire Williams. I, um, 
I have been going forward a lot saying I think he needs time in the G League. I almost called it the Z League. Um, if he went down to the G League, it would become the Z League because if he's playing like that, man, then yeah, like he he needs to be in that rotation up higher. You know, we've I'd like to see it consistently, but that was and I put this out in a tweet earlier today. What I wanted to see from him that I've been seeing from Roddy, confident. Just confident all around. Those threes he took were confident. The main thing was that Euro step, though, that attack in the basket, super confident, right? And so, yeah, really, really great to see that from him tonight. Um, looked looked like the Z that we were left with after the end of last season in Summer League. So it's one game. You need to see it more than once, but super, super encouraging to see that, man. Love seeing Yeah, 100%. That. And literally just watching these highlights, uh, we haven't seen him yet, but – uh, we will see him soon, but the thing that I that I saw with Zaire tonight, and it's not it's not anything we haven't seen before, right? So it's not like oh my god, that's groundbreaking. Like that is Zaire Williams. It's not that he looked like he was confident and comfortable, right? And he looked like yeah. a player that said, "All right, I kind of took a deep breath. Here's a shot. Yeah, look at that. Perfect. He gets to the lane, and here's a three spot up three for him." Perfect mm-hmm. shot. That is him feeling confident that he, you know what, hands are out, ready for the ball. Like before, he's kind of like, you don't, you don't, you don't have to throw me the ball if you don't want to, but you can. <laughs> and I think well, that was honestly that he was able to, I guess, feel confident enough to, hey, give me the ball if I'm open, hit it to me, and I'm going to hit the shot. Yeah, and you know, there's some people on Twitter today on the thing I posted telling them, like, hey, Z's going to be okay. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be okay. No one's doubting that. It's all about what the present production was, right? And yeah. being able to see him come back and do that today is awesome. I was very surprised. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to be able to flip a switch and turn it on like that, right? Because that's not been the Zaire we've been seeing. No one would say that's the Zaire we've been seeing since he's yeah. been back. But um yeah, listen, he's playing with confidence. Looked awesome. If it, hopefully that's here to stay because that's his year we all thought was going to be here coming Sheesh. into this. And yeah, that no. was pretty filthy. Watch. That can lead straight into my second thing. I I saw it. I know my exactly God. what you're talking about. Watch this putback. If you're on here, uh, we get the little three-point play, which Steve-O doesn't make the, uh, the free throw, so it's never a three-point play for him. Uh, <laughs> but if you see this, if you're on here YouTube, watch this putback dunk. From Jaron, he just comes from the three-point line. God, he just he makes it look so easy, and that's the biggest thing with Jaron is he's able to be that condor. He's able to be that player. And there's Roddy looking at knocking that big boy down. And Um, that was my second thing, which I saved the second one. Well, I thought the better one for last, which is feed trip like that every mm. night. And I think they're starting to figure it out. You've I think we've seen them make a more concerted effort to give him the ball a lot more consistently. And I know we get frustrated because he didn't get a lot of shot attempts, but a lot of times recently he's not been getting shot attempts because they're putting two or three guys down in there on him because they just pack the paint against a Grizz, haven't shot the three ball well. That's why. But they've been feeding him, and then tonight was just the ultimate, give him the ball and let him go. Yeah, yeah. I think they're starting to figure out that – will unlock so much more of the offense and they can trust him, right? They've, they've known what Jaron can do more than we knew what he could do, right? What, uh, whatchamacallit, what I don't think they knew they could do mm. is they could trust him to keep getting the ball, 
right? So, yeah. sorry, I saw Chris's thing in the chat. I thought he was talking about Jaron. I was like, no, Jaron was not five for 18, one for eight for three. Um, but uh, that's okay. He can continue hate on Dylan and silence in the chat. Um, yeah, they. I think they know they can trust him with that and let the offense flow through. And you saw what that can look like tonight. That's sort of the pinnacle, right? Ja, 32, I think. Jaron, 31. Mm, yeah. Awesome, dude. And he's getting boards. He only had three blocks in the first quarter. He ended up with three because they're like, we're not going in there anymore. <laughs> we're not doing yeah. that anymore, right? Well, I, I was going to talk about that is he got his three blocks right away. And if you saw the rest, when he was in there, they weren't going at the rim. And you saw that from Franz Wagner one time. He went up and was going to go shoot and realized, OMG, Becky, that's Jaron. And I cannot go over him. So he curled up in a ball and literally just like, went to the fetal position and didn't know what to do. And that was literally, he was just giving up because he was not getting over. You're not getting over Jaron in that, in that moment. And honestly, and that's the adjustment that people make. If there was a bet to get for uh, two or more blocks in the first quarter, hundred uh, percent, I'm hitting that every single time with Jaron. Well, he gets him in the first quarter, every game. I mean, he only ends up with four because they're like, we're done. We're not doing that again, right? It's yeah. uh, it's a losing battle. Um, so, yeah, it was obviously awesome game from Trip. Best game we've seen from him, most complete game. But um, I think the exciting thing for this season and as it relates to tonight is we're getting this version of Jaron more often than not. Obviously not in the volume and to the full extent, but – we're getting the consistently good on offense, good in the paint, knocks down a couple threes, Jaron. Obviously, the defense and the blocking is yep. there. Yeah, no, I agree. Jaron has played like an animal, man. He's been he's been the guy that has been the ultimate X factor. And I think we've talked about that many times that uh the best player on the on the court, honestly, on either team, most nights is gonna be 12, right? So mm-hmm. so Ja is going to be the best player, but the X factor is completely Jaron. Like, defensive, you know, blocks at the rim. He's getting fouls at the rim compared to getting fouls on reach and trying to get his hand in that cookie jar, trying to get the steals. That's the difference. If you get a foul, uh, you know, contesting a block, that's fine. Who cares, right? Because you have six of them for a reason. It's It's the whole hand in the cookie jar, trying to get those steals, swiping down has been his biggest bugaboo. Uh, for forever, and so finally, uh, why are you laughing at bugaboo? I think it's, it's just funny. a it's it's a funny southern word. That's all. It, it is. It is funny. Um, but no, I I think that Jaron was has been absolutely exceptional. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let me give you my two things. My first one is going to be Stevo. Mm-hmm. In the in the very first quarter, I saw that he did not look like he had it tonight, and yeah, I I just don't know if it was the energy. Maybe honestly, he caught a cold. He, he's got a cold. I, I don't know. I'm not here to be, <laughs> you know, Doctor Daniel. That's not my job. Uh, but it looks like he just wasn't himself. First thing I did was hit the under on his rebounds because I knew that that was hard to get that number that over 12 and a half, over 13 and a half that he was going to get to. And so he just didn't look like himself. But there's there's no way in this world that I will ever talk bad about Stevo because. Yeah. Dude has been an absolute monster. I just think there might be something wrong with him because he's – and I'm not looking for, for perfection. What are we talking about? I, I'm, I'm judging the guy by his gameplay, okay? I'm not, not being mean, 
Okay, I'm just looking for at it for anyone as a, as an, listening uh, and not on for anyone listening and not on the live feed. Daniel's getting called yeah. out for looking for perfection. Yeah, I'm not chat. looking for, for <laughs> perfection, guys. Right? I'm just saying he didn't look like himself, right? And then yeah. the end of the day, his screens. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, he was talking to Chris. They're talking back and forth. Uh, I, keep know, going, Daniel. I'm Stay over on here. I'm over Stay here trying to get uh, you know angry at people. No, uh, but Steve-O, he just didn't look like he had that uh, that punch or that playing with fun, I guess, in a sense, because usually he's goofy and he can throw around the guys. And, and honestly, it might be credit to Wendell Carter uh, because he's a big dude. Like, he's thick, but he's also got size on him. Um, and honestly, a lot of these shots tonight, they were they were long rebounds. And what that ha- the reason there's long rebounds is because you're taking a lot of threes because you don't want to come in the paint against a guy like Jaron or even Steve-O. And, you know, and so that's when you have a lot of – Long rebounds, and it's hard for the big guys to get the long rebounds. So uh, that's the number one thing. Uh, the other thing is that I want to talk about is the Grizzlies taking care of business. In the past, the Grizzlies, they just haven't been a team that shows up and gets a business win. Tonight was a business win. Charlotte, that's the that's the easy one to get, right? Because you're feeling comfortable. You're going to Charlotte. They're not good. They're probably the number one team that if you had a draft, they wouldn't they would have less players <laughs> drafted off of their team more than anybody else. <laughs> Nobody wants anybody else besides LaMelo, maybe Kelly Oubre. Nobody's Someone. getting Gordon Hayward because he's hurt every other week. So that's the oh. easy one. This is the hard one. Travel, you're going down to Disney World, you're trying to hang out with Mickey Mouse and then you know at nighttime. So you never know. So I, I think it's a good business win. I, I agree. I was about to say someone's been listening to Vernon, eh? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was like, you're almost like guys stopped their dead last night in Charlotte. I mean, there's, I know I wasn't alone. I saw it on a lot of Grizz Twitter, people feeling genuinely bad for the the Charlotte faithful last night. I mean, that's, yeah, that was a tough watch. Um, but tonight, listen, that team, that's a good, feisty Orlando team, right? I mean, they're under yeah. 500 by quite a bit, but they, they catch teams. They caught the Celtics twice in a row earlier this season. They got a lot of really good players there. And um, I got to put it out there. Terrence Ross, all of a sudden, he, he lives up to his human torch nickname of Terrence Ross pass when he's living in Toronto. I mean, every time he plays the Grizzlies. But mainly, I didn't really think the Grizzlies let up at the end that much, right? Like, obviously, they lost a little bit of focus. But the only atrocious – stretch was when Conchar got his cookies taken and then Ja had the lazy pass. It was really those two plays. That was about the only time I was like, oh, wow, they've really got to lock it in. That's That can't happen. Other than that, Orlando got hot towards the end. Wagner really woke up at the end of the game. Ben Carroll woke up in the second half. And so, good win. I had, I had no negative issues from that win. Even Steve-O, I'm like, that's a monster who's being asked to do a lot night in, night out on a back-to-back. I think it's their second back-to-back in a row, right? Because mm-hmm. it was Pelicans, Kings. Yeah, it's just, listen, he's got tired legs. He has every reason to have tired legs. So, yeah, no great doubt. win, great business win. Absolutely. Yeah, and so what Corey said in the uh, comments is Franz and Paolo um, have length and ball handling, um, oh, yeah. and that's going to be good for them going forward. But also, uh, to that same thing, length, ball handling, 
hello Grizzlies. Like yep. that is literally what the Grizzlies are doing. They're trying to get length. They're trying to get stretch bigs. They're trying to get uh, their three, like a Zaire to be, you know, a six eleven guy. Like that's what they want. And honestly, with this team tonight, you saw it, you can't push them around. The Grizzlies, Not at all. they go in and they are the bully. Dylan bullies them a little bit. And honestly, they're big. They're, you can't bully them as much. And so uh, that's a very tough Magic team. They're not going to have a great record this year, right? And they probably don't want to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, the team that really that they could become behind Paolo is, is a team that along Suggs, I like Suggs next to them. And even Fultz next to them, you know, as the guard, with Wendell Carter, who played really well tonight, and he's been a pretty good player, um, I, I think that they could be a really good team. They need a knockdown shooter, right? And right now they have three point guards in Fultz, Cole Anthony, and uh, whoever I just talked about. Like, that Sucks. is really – yeah, and, sorry. And that's who they have. they have. They have three point guards, and they're trying to make them into be creators but also shooters. Um, and so if they could figure out a way to get a just a knockdown shooter that can be a true shooting guard, um, I, I think that team could be really good. And so uh, who knows? But I, I'm excited about their future. I'm also excited about the Grizzlies' future uh, and what they have because uh, what they're doing is they're winning games that they should be winning. And one, one stat I want to share real quick, uh, the Grizzlies now um, – let me get to it before I uh, completely just, you know, bluff, you know, <laughs> screw it up all right so on the if you go to like espn if your app whatever and you go to expand it if you look at the teams they're 12 and 8 against teams that are above 500 that's not bad if you look around the rest of the western conference you see a, you see 11 and 7 11 and 9 12 and 9 and then the rest is all under 500 record against teams that are when they play that are 500 or better so realistically, it's Memphis, Denver, New Orleans, and Dallas all have winning records against teams that are 500 better. That is that is important because that means they're winning good games against good yeah. teams. That doesn't happen every year. But also, if you look at below 500, the business wins, they're 13 and five. And that is very important. If you look at a team like Sacramento, they're nine and 13 against teams that are 500 or better. So they have a losing streak. I mean, they have a losing record against those 500 teams. Uh, but if you see a team that's below, they're 11 and four. So they're beating up against the bad teams and they're not playing as well against the good teams. And so that's what I look at when I look at a team is how are we playing when we play actually the really good teams? Okay. What is the road record? What is the home record? Those are all important to me. Well, and one thing for the Grizz too, that's better than what I thought it was going to be because I, I'm not sure how long it lasted, but I know early in the year it was flipped for the Grizz. They were struggling against teams that were above 500 and beating up on teams that were below 500. Um, so that's there. What four games above 500 and that's that 12 and eight. Is that what you said? Yeah. 12, like 12 and, eight. and eight. So that's actually gone up that they've done a lot better in those games as of late. So they're trending in the right direction too, yeah. as far as that goes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And conference, real quick, is they're 11 and 10. And at one point, like that was our biggest issue is they weren't winning games in the Western Conference. And so these obviously are, you know, been Eastern Conference teams. They're not very good. Uh, we'll get back into the Western Conference coming up soon, especially with the Jazz on Sunday. So 
Uh, I, I expect the Grizzlies to keep on winning, keep on playing very well, especially if they're coming back home now. Yeah, listen, they're playing good basketball. I, I think it was good for them to have to fight to close that game out. Um, I, I didn't want them to be too comfortable going into two full days of rest. Uh, I don't think that's a recipe for success to go in on a crazy high note. So um, expect them to take care of Utah when they get back home. Yeah. And honestly, the the stretch that's coming up, Jazz, you play the Jazz at home Sunday, and then you have a Monday night, so you have another back-to-back. It seems like we're always on a back-to-back right now. Uh, <laughs> it's against the Spurs, right? And then you have a day off. You play the Spurs again at home. So that three-game homestand could be another three wins if you take care of business. And then you go on the road against Indiana. I, I feel good about that. And then you get to come back home, a TNT game against the Suns, and you owe the Suns due to what happened last time at home. And it's on TNT, so I'd imagine the guys are going to make sure they they show up because we haven't been the best. We haven't been the best team at all on national TV. So it'd be great to actually have a a game where they all show up. It'd be great. Yeah, and listen, I don't think that Jazz Spurs Spurs homestand is anything to be looked past. That Jazz team is can easily catch you on any given night, right? I mean, they yeah. beat the Grizz twice earlier in Utah. And then anytime you play a team twice in two games, so I don't care if it's back-to-back or not, that's tough to beat a team twice, right? So I would definitely caution against looking past those games. I... I don't know what the Grizz will do, but um, I think they will have learned their lesson after their latest letdown. I don't know, losing four out of five, but tough stretch coming up. I think those three games actually is going to be tough to to pull out uh, all three. Um, two out of three, they definitely should pull out, but they're going to get a fight to do it. Wow. What have you been talking about lately trying to pull out? What are we doing, guys? Come on. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think uh, – I don't think it's that big of a deal, honestly, with these next three games. Uh, I think I, I literally almost pulled everything off of my thing when I was trying to turn off that heater. It was getting hot in here. Um, I don't Poor think year. that um, – I really don't think that the Grizzlies will have issues, honestly. I think these three teams, they match up very well against, and they owe the Jazz, and I think they know that. And the Jazz are not playing well right now, and so I, I think that they owe the Jazz. And so I, I also we'll forgot uh, Devin Vassell is about to have to – He's going to be out getting some knee surgery. The tank has begun in San Antonio. Yeah. Do you, do you think they uh, you think they told him, hey, Devin, I, I think there's something wrong with your knee. <laughs> yeah, um, same with SGA and OKC. Yeah, I'm not year. sure what it is, but let's look at it. Yeah, looks pretty bad. Um, you got any like vacation time or anywhere you want to go? Like that'd be great. Best I've ever felt, coach. Nah, your knee's messed up. <laughs> hey, I got I got something for you. Off this yeah. past game, unless you got a direction you really want to go in. Yeah, right go ahead. So, Zaire, obviously, is super encouraging for him tonight. We need to see bigger than a one-game sample to know, hey, he's back to being what we know he can be. Um, but that being said, he gets back to being what we know he can be, playing really, really well. Listen, Roddy came in in his minutes tonight, and listen, he dribbled off his foot a couple times. <laughs> Looks like he was trying to be in the World Cup. But uh, all in all – Played pretty well again tonight, right? Knocked down some threes, had some good drives. He's um, obviously the game's slowing down for him. He's played pretty well on the defensive end as of late as well. 
what do you think happens in the rotation if Zaire gets back? Because if Zaire gets back to that kind of form, he's over Roddy. There's no question about it, right? Um, but Roddy's playing well to the extent he's been playing really well lately. And he's knocking down some outside shots. What are we doing? I mean, is all of a sudden Aldama getting a shootout? That Aldama's length and ability to space the floor but protect inside, that's tough to give up too. I mean, Conchar, I don't think you can take him out of the rotations. But it's a, it's a question mark, right? Like, well, for reasons that we talked about before, right? Like, it's there's been nothing that's happened to Jitty where it's like, oh, we're going to take – it would be, hey, you're not playing as well. Like, your spot got taken, which is a hard thing to do to a guy, right? And it's not something that the Grizz have been super willing to do in the past. That's that's why, right? Yeah. Just call it what it would be. I yeah, mean, that, it's the, a question the, mark, though. It's a big question mark, but it's also a time to grow up, like, situation. Like, hey, this is – this is where the big boys play, right? That's that's what they isn't that what they said on TBS uh, wrestling back on WCW. This is where the big boys play. Oh, yeah, man. sorry, that's why my wrestling nerdness is coming out. Um, <laughs> I I just think that um, if it was me, I would I would look at matchups honestly uh, and kind of see what you need. But Roddy has been playing better than Conchar. He just has, and if Zaire steps up, I think it, I think it's a decision that you need to make. I don't think Santi's played bad enough to get to, I guess, go under Conchar. Conchar's it's doing easy enough. To pick on Santi, right? Because he had a rough game, but in yes. general, no. Correct. And so I, I think it's going to figure itself out. I think what you do, especially with how it's been going with injuries, right? You just give people a rest. What you end up having is a 11 man rotation. Every game, one player just sits, right? Hey, get some rest. Get some rest. Like, obviously, it's the NBA. You're playing three to four games a week. And so, with that being said is, hey, tonight, Conchar, you're going to get a DMP, right? Whether it's actually a – he's he's on the injury report or, hey, you're just not playing. Let's take a night off and just enjoy, enjoy the night off. And then, literally, you can do that with those younger guys because what happens is – more guys get to play, but then that extra guy gets extra rest. It'll keep you healthy for later on. I'm not saying you're going to actually use them in the playoffs, but you might. Oh, I, yeah. He obviously likes a 10-man rotation in the, in the first round, definitely, uh, except for late in games. But um, I, I don't know. I, I think everything will figure itself out. But looking at what's emerging, I think there's real conversations this year about the trade deadline. The Grizzlies have never really been involved and I think this is the first year that they have a chance to really be involved. And I don't know what that looks like. I have, I had my guy, right? I had him circled. I have, I have a running list of who I like that are tradable players, what they make, how many years are left on their contract, what you have to do to give up to get them. My number one guy was Devin Vassell. And that was, <laughs> that was my guy because he's young. He doesn't get paid a lot, right? What do, you, what do the Grizzlies have right now? The Grizzlies have a lot of picks. They also have a lot of players. They have a lot of picks. He was making $5 million a year. So, obviously, they would hold on to him and potentially extend him past that extra year he has next year. But what happens is, if you're able to get him, you throw two first-round picks and a decent player at him, 
that that that's an easy one and that's a little consolidation an upgrade and an easier way and so that obviously can't happen now which i'm completely just not not a fan of pretty upset <laughs> well but you got the right idea right it's it's we don't need to go get a big three other star to come in and join this team right we've got the three we've got the three that right. complement each other exceptionally well we just need those role players, right? And I, you've got the right idea. I I haven't watched enough Spurs, honestly, to comment in any kind of competent way on Vassell. I've seen him play a couple of times where he popped off. I've seen him play a couple of times. I'm like, he sucks. So I'll show you that to you. But um, <laughs> you hop into the team now, Trey. I saw that. Uh, but you hop into guys like Blake Beasley's out there to be had the Raptors. There's a good chance they're moving guys, right? There's there's a lot of different options to be had where you can go get somebody to just slide in and play that role, right? Like Chris said in the chat, role players win championships. That's what you need. You just need those role players. And so I, I know I love Malik Beasley. Um, Jordan mm-hmm. Clarkson's been a guy that I know a lot of Grizzlies fans love. Um, I, I just have a hard time seeing them moving on from him, to be honest. Think he's a piece they keep no matter what, but a lot of guys out there, a lot of guys out there. I do, I do. I think they, I think he's a culture guy for them. Being here, and I actually have sort of a friend of a friend who's involved in the organization. They've done a lot to sort of center on him and build around him from a purely just like a media standpoint. So, who is that? Not your friend, Jordan Clarkson. Okay, Clarkson. Clarkson. I wasn't sure if you're talking about Malik Beasley or not, but no, no, um, no, 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 not Malik Beasley. I'd have zero. Zero inclinations that they're holding on to Malik Beasley too tightly. <laughs> um, I, you know what? I, I'm just, not the Grizzlies do this year. I, I'm about keeping our guys right. All about it. The problem with is you need a punch off of the bench, and if there's not going to be a punch off the bench, I think that's what hurts them when we come to playoffs. The Grizzlies are one of the top. Uh, the worst five, right? When the bottom five teams in half court basketball and what is the playoffs? The playoffs are half court basketball. It, it just is the Grizzlies. Just, and we'll, I'll use an analogy real quick and tell me if it sucks or tell me if it's great, but think about sucks. a boxing match, right? They're both throwing jabs the whole time. That's what I consider a playoff basketball game. It's jab after jab. Back and forth, back and forth. When you see somebody hit somebody with an uppercut, their eyes get a little blurry, and they take a step back, they're a little wobbly. At that point, you might see the whole fight flip, and you can actually start going after them. And then it's the mo- momentum, and then it's and then consistently beating them up, a consistent punch. Like that's what you need. You need the guy who can give you that uppercut whether it's in the second quarter, third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, something that just gives you a good uppercut to get them kind of backed up, get their eyes watery, and actually finish them with John Morant. I think that's what you need because you're going to have our starters who are our best players playing majority of the minutes, and they're going to be playing, and they're going to be butting heads, like two Rams butting heads the whole time. If you give somebody an uppercut, bringing off somebody off the bench, that can just get hot in a flurry like Melton could. Like Melton could get hot in a flurry. It's just you never got that playoff basketball. But if you mm-hmm. could, if you could get that off of the bench, 
you don't need it every night. You just need it some nights. And I don't, I don't like Sexton. Uh, Chris is saying Sexton. I don't, I don't like Sexton. He's too small. I need, I need a, a two guard. I need a true shooting guard if they want to be a true championship contender this year. It doesn't mean they can't win it. I, they can win a team. They can win a championship with this team right now. But if you want to try to make it a little bit easier on yourself, give yourself a better fighting chance, I think you got to go get a true shooting guard. Um, yeah, I, I like Barton's okay. I'm not high on him. But Bojangles, Clarkson, and Fournier, what Chris is saying, I'm fine with any of them. I just think I think the money's going to be kind of tough in some areas. Yeah, I think the money makes it a little bit tough. Uh, I mean, me and Chris both love Bogey, right? Um, that's a guy who we've been talking about since the summer. It was like, find a way to go get him. And he's available now. I, I, I fully think that that's a move they should look to make. I think they'll get outbid by somebody because it, somebody be willing to give up their version of a Dylan Brooks, whereas the Grizzlies won't do that. Um, I think, but, um, still, if you can make that happen, let's go for it. I don't necessarily think it needs to be a shooting guard. Like, I think we always think of like the Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams types. Um, you know, you've got Jordan Clarkson is probably the best example of that now that can go get in a heater. I think you, you just need those guys that even if they're not the one with the balls in their hands all the time, it could be somebody who you have Tyus, but they just find a way. They get him open three times in a row and they knock down three. So that's what I like about um, Bogey. When Bogey has an added bonus if he can create his own shot. He's kind of like a slow-mo that hits threes <laughs> in a way, right. in that type of way. But um, you just need that because I think as far as the guys who can get on heaters outside of jaw, you've got that in a Bane, right? You even have that in yeah. a Tyus, right? We've seen Tyus get hot and be able to do that. You know, that's not what he's known for but he's able to do it. Um, I don't think you have to have a crazy punch. I think what they're missing actually is more of the jab. I think they're missing mm. more of the guy who throughout the game, you get him an open shot. He knits it. He knocks it down. The Grizzlies don't have that consistently. Okay. Right? The, the hope is Zaire can turn into that. Roddy can turn into that. Um, even though Dylan had an off night, I think he has been a lot more consistent from three this year. I haven't looked at his percentages in a while though. So I'm not positive, but um, the Grizzlies have, the, the big shot guys, right? Morant yeah. knocks down those big shots. Bane hits it from distance. Jaron has nights like tonight. Um, they need the guy that's just going to hit the shot. You get yeah. it to him, he's just going to hit the shot. And so um, I'm no. sort of – I'm with you on the strategy. I think we – I think differently because I think we need the jab. I think we have the uppercut. Okay. No, I, I like it. Uh, boss man? No. <laughs> I don't want Jay Crowder. I don't want Jay, 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 Jay. That's 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 a guy who I don't want. Uh, not yeah. that he's not a decent player. The fact that there's issues around him now, he's not going to play. Like, just come on. Um, something <laughs> I, something I will say, and um, what I what I really think that we haven't seen yet. <clears throat> we haven't seen a we haven't seen a team where Jaw has been playing. Pretty consistent, pretty well. Jaron playing pretty good, pretty consistent, pretty well. Steve-O playing pretty consistent, pretty well. Dylan playing pretty consistent, pretty well. Those four guys, they have been playing pretty consistent, pretty well. Desmond Bain has not joined that group yet. Yep. Zaire Williams has not joined that group yet. Potentially, and this is not probably a, a true statement, but Zaire Williams with an open shot, 
is very good. He's definitely top three probably on our team when he's filling himself. So with those two guys, that's shooters. We have not seen those two guys add it to whatever's happening in the other four. But Daniel, I think that's the problem. I think when you're saying Zaire is going to be our third best shooter and you're wanting to oh. have that count on in the playoffs, that's a problem, right? And that's the guy, Zaire is not a guy who you want to be the uppercut guy. He is a jab guy. He is He's a, a guy, guy that you need to be able to kick it out to and hit that shot. And I'm not saying at all I don't think Zaire can be that. We've seen him be that in yeah. decent amount of stretches. When it comes playoff time, you don't want to have to count on Zaire Williams to hit that shot. You want that to be Malik Beasley. You want that to be Bojangles. You want, you want that, that to be, be Malik Jeremy Grant. Yeah, dude, I, Malik Beasley hit big shots against us in the playoffs last year. Okay. That happened. Yes, I would, I would rather have Malik Beasley taking the shot than Zaire. Now, Z. right now, Z is the karate chop. Z is the one that comes for the kneecap when you're not looking. Um but no, that is sweep that, the leg, Z. Sweep right. the leg. How often am I the one keeping the show on the tracks? This is not good. That's not does not bode well for the way this show is going to go in about ten minutes. But um, that's a problem. That's a problem. You need you need the guy that you can kick it out to who's going to hit the shot. And Zaire Williams is not who you want to be that unless he takes a massive leap in the, cons- the manner of consistency this year. It's just not what you want. Are you done, Mr. Pouty Pants over there? God, Mr. We're just Pouty having Pants. A little fun. All of no. our friends are here watching us, hanging out with us, chatting it up, and you're just over here, Mr. Pouty Pants. For some just, reason, is, I have to be the because adult you're tonight, cold. which is a problem. Is it because you're cold? Like you're you're there in a bunch of snow and it's cold. Is that no, why? I'm having fun because I'm warm and it's going to snow tomorrow and I'm going to be on the mountain. And I'm not sick for the first time in days, so I can mentally keep up with you tonight. The other night when we had Funaki on, I was so out of it. I was like, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> Sniff. <laughs> it was terrible. No, someone has to be the adult, Daniel. And for some Shut reason, up. you're making it be me. Yeah. Well, terrible first game time plan. In your life. First time yes. in your life. Well, let's Correct. go ahead and get into uh, the predictions kind of for the jazz game in a little bit, probably the, uh, the double header uh, that we're playing against the, uh, the Spurs uh, before that, mm-hmm. if you have any uh, merch that you want to sh- find Grizz number one merch, grindcitydesigns.com backslash Grizz not a one go get your Grizz not a one. I think it looked good. I, I think our shirts have looked very good. It just shows up the, the nine one, the city, the team. Uh, I think it all kind of comes together. Um, Zach Jaworski State Farm is our presenting sponsor. If you need any kind of insurance at all, whether it is automobile, if you're a renter and you need renter's insurance, if you rent a condo or if you have a place somewhere else and you need insurance, call Zach and his team at 901 443 4798 at Again, Zach Jaworski State Farm, where they treat you like family. Let's get into the game predictions real quick. They had the game Sunday. I'm trying to go. My my little kids, my two little girls, Miss Penelope and Miss Margo, have never been to a Grizzlies game. It's at 5 o'clock on Sunday. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to take them. So, for one, if you have tickets, if you have uh, you know four tickets and you want to sell them, hit me up. You can hit me up on Grizz Lead. I have not bought them yet. Um, if you hit me up at, at Grizz901 Podcast, follow us over there. 
Um, but I am going to purchase some for Sunday and we're going to go as a family with my wife uh, and go to the game. So that'll be a fun time. We'll uh, we'll share some pictures of uh, especially little Miss Margot, who is definitely a big Grizz fan. Not not Grizzly, Grizz fan. Uh, they love Grizz and they love John Morant, who sometimes they confuse with Michael Jordan. And I, I blame it on Space Jam, but they 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 get those confused sometimes. Uh, but what's your thoughts about the, uh, any predictions on the game? Uh, obviously, uh, Laurie Markin, I think he dropped 46 tonight uh, on the heads of the Rockets who don't play defense and aren't very good. So uh, <laughs> anything you like uh, or see predicting about that game? Uh, yeah, Grizz win. I think you're right. The Grizz know they owe them one. They're going to come out full strength for the first time this year facing them. And I think the Jaron versus Markinen matchup is going to be pretty fun to watch. I think that's going to be exciting. But um, Markinen is not the Giannis type of brute force player that can get Jaron in foul trouble that also plays in the perimeter. He's the right. perimeter guy. It's a finesse guy who is, is the kind of guy that Jaron matches up well against. So um, I'm excited for that. And it would be great to see Jaron go up against a guy who is a 